Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Happy end of March, everyone. How did that happen so fast? March freaking flew by. (laughs) It is a fresh new year. It's the astrological new year, Persian new year, and the beginning of spring. So spring has sprung. I hope that you're feeling it. I feel, other than getting over a head cold, really good and in a lot more momentum than I have felt the past few months. So I am excited to get you guys a awesome podcast episode today. My girl Jacqueline, who is the host of the Lucky Girl podcast, is joining us today on You Do Woo. She's amazing. She's one of my human design clients, and she's a member of my pod squad mastermind that is wrapping up. Every once in a while, I do a few little micro minds. So I have a mastermind called the New Paradigm Mastermind. And it is my jam. Those are my peeps. We talk all day, every day inside of Voxer. Those girls are my girls. And then once a quarter or so, I sometimes put out other smaller micro minds. So it's a mastermind. We have hot seats and boxer coaching and all the things, but it's a smaller group of people, usually about five women or so, and it's a smaller amount of time. So this time we did, I think, six or seven weeks total. So this was all for women who are starting podcasts or have podcasts that they're then wanting to grow and monetize. And Jacqueline is one of those gals. She has the Lucky Girl podcast, which is brand new, but freaking amazing, And she's just magic. I can't wait for you guys to meet her, to connect with her on Instagram, to listen to her podcast. Our conversation was lovely. We talked about all things entrepreneurship because she is a serial entrepreneur like me. We talked about motherhood, pivoting, deepening our connection to God through different modalities such as human design. And it was a great convo. I hope you guys enjoy it. If you do, take a screenshot and tag myself at UduWoo and Jacqueline. I'll put her Instagram handle in the show notes and tell us how much you loved it. Okay, see you on the other side. Oh my goodness, I'm so, so excited. Okay, I have my girl, Jacqueline Ivansick. Yes. Practice saying your last name before recording. <laughs> On today with me, she is the host of the Lucky Girl podcast. She is also a blogger, influencer, serial entrepreneur, which we will hear all about, and a <laughs> business coach. Welcome to You Do Woo, Jacqueline. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. It's kind of weird being on the opposite side of things. Yeah, I know. Isn't it funny once you start like, okay, y'all will see when you hear, like really hear her start talking. She was made to be a podcast host. (laughs) Like your voice is just 
I don't know. You could have been like a, a radio DJ or something. Thank you. Um, it's sort of funny when you switch up from interviewing somebody to being interviewed. You have to sort of put on a different hat. So I'm so excited to introduce you to everybody. So, I mean, I know all of this about you and from listening to your podcast as well, but give us a little <laughs> history on you, just a quick overview of your childhood, upbringing, early adulthood, and you know, all the way till today, how you ended up as a business coach and a podcast host. Sure. So if we want to go way back, way back, growing up, and this sounds, you know what? It doesn't sound weird because I'm on you do woo. <laughs> I was gonna say it's gonna sound a little woo-woo, but um growing up, I kind of I always had this mentality, this feeling that my life was a movie. I have no idea where I picked this up, but I guess that was kind of the beginning of my like woo-woo journey. <laughs> but I always felt like my life was a movie and I was the main character in it. Um, and I don't think I told many people until I don't know, maybe my first or second podcast episode. I was like, here we go. <laughs> Here's all the weird stuff. But I danced growing up. I loved singing. I always felt that I had this calling to be in front of people or lead people or, you know, sing to people, whatever it was. So that was me growing up. I danced my whole life. I was in competitive dance. And that really taught me my work ethic, I think. And I knew that I wanted to do something creative. I was always kind of in that field. And my brother and I had a heart to heart when he was in maybe, I don't know, freshman year of high school. And he was like, look, singing's not it for you. <laughs> so I also loved design. I came up with different costumes for our dances as we were doing them, like what I thought was cool and did all the art classes I possibly could and ended up going to college for fashion design and product development and got a minor in business marketing also. So graduated, thought I was going to go be the head designer of some amazing fashion company. Then the real world hit. <laughs> and I didn't fully understand that finance drove design. And that wasn't okay to me. I was I wanted to do the creative stuff. I was going to design for Lady Gaga and all these people, right? But that didn't move the needle for finance for most people, right? Those kind of outfits were more of a marketing piece for bigger brands. So I dove in and I wanted to start my own brand, ran into a couple of speed bumps with that, with manufacturing, not understanding that you had to buy about a gajillion of something for it to be a reasonable price for somebody to purchase. And stumbled into an opportunity to open up a boutique. That is kind of the fast, quick version of how I got to entrepreneurial endeavors, right? Uh, had the boutique for almost five years. And then my husband got an opportunity here in Texas. So it was kind of in this limbo of, do I sell it? Do I keep it going? What do I do here? Was going to just shut the doors after five years. Ended up selling the business ugh, a month before COVID hit. Wild, wild, wild. And then came down here, started remodeling a home, started talking about that on Instagram because people were like, how do you know what to do? Where did you learn all these things? How can I do this? What is that dresser you put in your bedroom, et cetera? And that kind of was a natural stumbling into that. But then I found out I was pregnant. So DIY projects of massive scale started to slow down. And then I had Jack and started, I kind of took a hiatus, which would be like a maternity leave for most people. And I, I kind of fell out of love with it. It didn't feel right. It wasn't lighting me up anymore. And so I, I paused and I paused for about seven months, started back up in January of this year. Well, technically December to start yeah. in January of this year. And it wasn't lighting me up. And that's when I found you. 
Okay. I'm just getting my head wrapped around the timeline. So March, 2020, you started renovating your house. What month did you find out you were pregnant? About a year after. So y'all did a whole year of renovations. Yes. So this is interesting. And I don't know if you know this about me. So I had my daughter in September, 2019, working in the music industry at that time. Right. Had a maternity leave till January. Right. So then had two months of quote unquote normalcy, January, 2020, February, 2020, a little bit of March, and then the world shut down. And when that happened and we live, so Jacqueline lives like in Northern Dallas, Northern, North Dallas, <laughs> South Dallas. And she lives like a little bit in the suburb. We're in this like small suburb that's like right South of downtown. Right. And so we had always intended on renovating our house, but very slowly. But because my husband basically lost his job for six months because of COVID. I didn't know that. Well, how about you go to Austin, live with your parents with Caroline because daycare was shut down and my sure. shut like was gone. Yeah. That was like a really scary time. Caroline and I went to Austin and my husband basically demoed our 1600 square foot house to the bones. <laughs> he did that for three months, got the drywall up. Then we moved back in with just freaking drywall, no kitchen, hardly a bathroom. Like it was crazy. So Jimmy did that. Yeah. Jimmy was here in October of 19 to start demo and to be down here. And I was going back and forth. So God bless him. <laughs> yeah. He was working during the day and demoing at night and living in what I'm sure is filth because it's just dust and tile and <laughs> grout everywhere. No, know what that is like. It's lucky that y'all had a whole year of doing it before having a baby because yes, that was not cool. Caroline was like crawling <laughs> around on the floor being like, here's a screw. Here's a piece of, you know, uh, wood that came off of the, oh my God, it was. No thanks. And I had like severe postpartum anxiety and depression. Oh, yeah. and, that, and I was like, Oh, God. So I was just trying to wrap my head around timeline. Okay. Yes. Got it. Yes. Yeah, so we had a whole year basically Got of it. renovating, and we were mostly done with our projects. We still have to do the master bathroom, which is starting at the end of this month. Yeah. But almost everything was done with the exception of a few finishing things that I'm dragging my feet on. But, you know, <laughs> and it's sort of crazy when you do become a mom. So many things change. I think things change spiritually. I think that your hormones change, your brain chemicals change, and things that used to light you up don't light you up anymore. So you tried diving back in just a few months ago. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, this isn't my thing. So anymore. while I was trying to get back in to blogging, I also had this idea in the back of my head because I listened to a ton of amazing podcasts, including yours. And I thought, well, this is something that could be fun. And I don't know. I just, in my head, I kind of toyed with the idea of it, but I wasn't moving forward on any of it. You know, I wasn't taking a step toward it. It felt scary. It felt like I had done all these other things previously. And here's another thing that I'm just going to throw into the ring and I had a lot of self-doubt and, you know, I was subconscious about it that people were going to be like, oh, here, here goes another thing, you know? Well, that was sort of going to be my next question. So I remember you booked a human design reading. Yeah. I remember printing out your chart. And before I really even knew you, I was like, oh, this girl needs to start a podcast <laughs> uh, just with all the different aspects of your chart. So was that yeah. when you first found out about human design and that you were a manifesting generator? 
Yeah. Uh, I had listened to Allie's podcast mm -hmm. and I found you and I was, I probably listened to your podcast for three or four months and thought, okay, this would be a really cool thing to do. I'm, I'm curious about it. I'm deeply rooted in my faith and it didn't feel like a conflict. It felt like a tool that God kind of put out there to learn a little bit more about my personality and myself, just like Enneagram, just like any of the other ones, but it felt more complete. And so I pulled the trigger. I was going to wait. I think I told you, I was like, oh, I'm going to wait for my birthday. And then I ended up, I was like, I have to do it now. <laughs> so I pulled the trigger on it. And so that was the first time that I had done anything human design related. And I feel like my whole world was like, I feel like you told me what my childhood was about. And you explained a lot of things that felt foreign to me or just like, I don't know, is this weird? This is something weird that's unique to me. And then also within the first five minutes, you're like, so you need to start a podcast. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How did you know that? <laughs> that's one thing too, like with Manny Jens, when I talk to them, sometimes that like shadow comes up for you guys about like doing too many things and being like, oh my God, what are people going to think? Oh, she's doing mm -hmm. this now and she's doing this now and she's doing this now. <laughs> and I've been a serial entrepreneur too, but I'm like a pure generator and I really need to just like focus on one thing and mm -hmm. new mom. So having just like one thing going on is totally fine. But as you like, I, I knew that there was more to my purpose than I love being Jack's mom. I'm Jack's mom first always, but I knew that I'm Jack's mom and yes, you know, I wasn't just Jack's mom. So I knew that there was something, there was something else that I was supposed to do also to give my gift to the world and use my gift that God gave me. And I've just been on this journey of finding out what that gift is basically. And all of my experiences that I have had and done in the past have brought me amazing tools to do what I'm doing now. And when was it that you feel like God sort of gave you the name of your podcast? Oh, okay. So the lucky girl, what do people call it? The lucky girl paradigm or whatever that people were talking about on TikTok, which I don't even have, but okay, cool. Instagram, it all rolls over to Instagram. That was going around. And I always have felt like I'm a lucky person. I've always felt that way. So when I saw that for the first time, I'm like, duh, does everybody feel this way? Like, no, okay. Not everybody feels this way. And that was wild to me that I feel lucky. I feel like I can do everything, which is also part of how my parents raised me. But I feel like I can do anything. Nobody's told me that I couldn't do anything. They just told me, oh, you've got a question. Let's find the answer. So I wanted to bring that to other people who maybe weren't raised that way or have had people tell them no and kind of unveil the work behind perceived luck for other people, whether it's personal, whether it's business. I found it fascinating that there's kind of this invisible wall that's up in front of people that don't feel like they can achieve whatever it is that they want, a life that they want, a job that they want. You can do it. And here's how other people have. So why don't you take the first step? So the Lucky Girl podcast felt supernatural. Yeah. I love it so much. I never called it that, but I've always felt that same way too, where I'm like, everything's always working out for me. hundred percent. Even like in the darker times, and especially the past couple of years, I've realized that even the really crap situations, God always lets you go through them mm -hmm. to make you stronger or wiser or mm -hmm. be able to then go and help other people who are going through them too. 100%. And there's certain things in this life that I really don't want to have to experience, but it is an imperfect world and we're humans and it's just 
you know, whatever. But literally for the most part, I've just always felt that way. Like everything's always working out for me, except I think like in my late twenties, early thirties, I went through a little bit of a struggle bus time where it was almost like a, um, control issue where I was like, if things aren't going exactly the way I pre-planned them in my head, then it's not working out for me. Do you know what I mean? But that's not having faith. And that's where you were kind of just off track a little bit, right? When you feel like I've got to control everything, it's got to be this way. Uh, We talked about in one of the first two podcast episodes, how you might miss the opportunity because you feel like it has to be your way, but God, the universe, whatever you believe in, they've got a path. You know, the saying is, if you make plans, God laughs because he's got the plan. Your purpose is just to enjoy, take t- steps forward toward what is lighting you up and what you feel like you're here to do on this planet because everybody has a purpose. And God, the universe, whatever, they will show you the way. And so when you're feeling you're in control, that's when you get a little bit back because you don't have the faith. You're not putting the faith in the luck, the whatever that's going to come to you. It's pretty crazy because like I was uh, grew up in the Methodist church. And as I went to high school and college, a little bit more moved to Southern Baptist church, which is normal here in, in Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a normal thing to do. And then got my heart broken a couple of times and sort of was sure. like, F this, like, <laughs> I, like God doesn't care about me. He doesn't want me to get married and have babies, which is all I've ever wanted. Like, <laughs> and I, I think at that time, like I was sort of like doing my own thing. And then I started tapping into sort of the whole like control manifestation thing, which is mm-hmm. fine in some ways. I'm thankful for it because it ended up then bringing me back to God. Sure. But I started doing the whole like vision board and I'm going to make this happen, this happen, this happen. And yeah. this stuff did happen, which was awesome. But then I got to a point when human design came into my life and then becoming a mom. There's so many hard things, so many things out of your control, so much surrendering to do. Sure. Sort of when I was like, oh, the more I surrender, the more that I just follow small little intuitive hits and that mm-hmm. small still voice inside of me, that is what gets me to those bigger things. It's not like being like, I have to have this and I'm going to make it happen. Right. It's- here we go. How do I want to feel? How do I yeah. want my life to look like? How can I open my heart a little bit more? How can I make yeah. more, more decisions from love and less decisions from fear? And it's been a slow process of, well, in human design, we call it deconditioning. I feel like God's way of seeing it is like breaking your heart open. And for those of y'all who can't see, I'm clenching my fist. It's like, <laughs> instead of that, like opening and just allowing. Right. Because what if God has more? Yes. Yes. What if you have this vision for something so specific, but there's something more? And so it's an immediate disappointment or sadness or mourning over the thing that you feel like, oh, I'm supposed to manifest this exact thing. But what if there's something even better that brings you even more joy? That's where I'm okay having having the faith. Like it's gonna be okay. It's gonna work out, you know, because I don't know. I could want a a specific house with a specific color X, Y, Z, and maybe I could build it. Maybe that's my path, but maybe God has something even better. Maybe it's a better property. Maybe I don't even realize it. And that specific house was by a bunch of power lines and I shouldn't be by a bunch of power lines or whatever. You know, you just, you just don't know. It's pretty crazy because we're getting ready to move from Dallas to the hill country. Mm -hmm. And like the old me is wanting to get all anxious and controlled about this. (laughs) The new me is like, hey, 
it's going to work out. We are not going to buy anything that is not like exactly what we want and feels like home. Yes. You know I mean, hundred percent. We're going through the same process. Yeah. And my husband was getting super antsy because there's little, I mean, we love this house. It's such a great first home for us, but it was going to be a flip. <laughs> We've been here mm, three years. <laughs> so, you know, we're looking for the next spot and there's not, I don't know. We're, we want to be picky because we want the home to be what we want. So maybe it's a, a home that we renovate, but he was getting frustrated with us not finding it and wanting a little bit more space. And, you know, that happens when you have kids, I think. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I'm like, look, we're not going to rush into buying a house that we're going to hate again because it doesn't have exactly what we want. It's okay to have the patience and we're going to find it. It's out there. We just got to wait until it pops up on the market. That's all. Okay, so as a serial entrepreneur, and mm-hmm. you guys definitely go listen to her first few episodes on the Lucky Girl podcast because she gives like an in-depth overview of all of her entrepreneurship projects, businesses, yeah. all of it. <laughs> it's so fascinating. So give a few of your top tips because we have an, a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast. Give yeah. a few of your top tips, whether they be strategy or mindset or whatever. So I don't know if this is number one. They're in no particular order, but I have found coaching in any capacity to be wildly eye-opening. So when you're starting a business, and this is not something that I did when I had the boutique, I had certain mentors mentors and such, but when you open up a small business of any kind, doesn't matter what industry you're in, unless you are the actual expert, you're kind of learning on the fly. And somebody else has most likely been in your position before and done something similar to you. So learn from that person. Don't make the same mistakes that they did. And coaching is so helpful for that. So I get to talk to Allison in different coaching capacities. And I was able to start my podcast within a month of us talking. And I would not have been able to do that. I would have been searching the internet for endless articles and whatever to start a podcast and dive in. And I've got other coaching capacities, I guess you could say. I work with other coaches as well, but I collapse time and I'm able to monetize my podcast so much faster than had I tried to do it all on my own. So coaching, I think is number one. My other perspective on coaching is when you start a business, you're working a lot in your business, not necessarily on your business. So a coach is able to to have eyes like a CEO or a CFO would, that gives you different perspective. You're in the weeds when you start out with a new business. So get that kind of bird's eye view of what's going on. Have somebody help you see the things that you can't see because you're in the nitty gritty. Another thing is just like keep going. Just keep moving forward. You can read a biography about any successful business person, you know, athlete, whatever, they're all going to say the same thing. And that's just keep going forward. You're going to come up on challenges. There's going to be speed bumps as you go, but you might be one next step away from hitting it big, whatever that is to you. I mean, I wanted to start a clothing line. Okay. Ran into road bumps, felt like maybe God was pushing me in a different direction, opened the boutique, learned a ton about marketing and finance and budgeting and working in a different business capacity and doing it on my own. And then 
moved to Texas and started the blog and was able to apply those lessons into blogging and was able to set up my business really fast and get going and then was able to translate that into podcasting. I worked on relationships when I was the owner of a boutique and worked with so many different people. Like, how about this for a cool thing? If I got nothing else out of the boutique, my first like three episodes are with people that I worked with while I owned the boutique. Done. That's amazing. And I would not have had those connections had I not done that. And that might be very, very expensive connections if you want to get into like how much it costs, you know, to run certain businesses or whatever. But those are all silver linings to me, no matter what. You know who you remind me of? Just your vibe, like a young Sarah Blakely. Okay. And the reason too is she always talks about failure. I think it's her that told a story about how growing up every night at the kitchen table, like at their family dinner, her dad, I don't know why the story always makes me cry, but it does. <laughs> her dad would go around to each kid and be like, how did you fail today? I want to know. That's cool. Yes. That's really cool. Normal. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. It's so normal. Look, I mean, how many times did SpaceX blow up rocket ships until they were able to throw one up in the air and have it land back in a normal position, right? It's just going to happen. Failure is part of the journey. If you stop at your latest failure, you're not going to get to the make it big opportunity. You're just not. My dad used to do something similar like that around the table. He would ask us, we would have to tell him two or three things that we learned today. It didn't have to be part of our studies. It could have been a relationship thing, something that we did with friends, whatever, maybe a lesson that we learned that day, but we had to tell him two or three things that we learned that day and we couldn't get out of it. (laughs) And I loved it because I don't know, you're able to get a different perspective. So it's funny that you said that because we had a very similar (laughs) table talk experience. That's so cool. We're at the age right now, Caroline is almost three and a half and (laughs) dinner time's so hard. And I'm like, I don't want (laughs) to wish this time away because it's still, it's not sweet dinner time. Sure. Sweet other time. So that's, (laughs) I don't want to fast forward it because it's precious time, but I'm also very excited for when she's like six or seven and we get to sit at the dinner table and have legit conversations instead of like, finish your food. Hey, stop climbing on everything. Don't worry. There's going to be like a meltdown over chicken nuggets at that point. But yeah, there'll be lovely conversations too. (laughs) Um, I'm very much looking forward to that. Well, those were really awesome tips. And I totally agree. I mean, the first two years, I think I spent twice as much on coaching as I made. Any business is an investment. And I sometimes have to take my own advice, but I'm also building a business in a smart way. You know, I'm willing to take a couple risks, maybe financially on a handful of things that I know are going to propel my business forward, but they're conscious. I'm not just spending random money, you know, that kind of thing. Like, don't throw money away. Use the coaching that you are paying for, right? But I think it's so important. Every time I've done it, I'll look at myself and be like, oh, why didn't I do this sooner? The collapsing time thing is a really big deal too, because whenever people look at their lives, a lot of times they make all their decisions just based on money, which is fine. But the deal is, is that time is your actual bigger asset. More totally. money is. If an investment feels correct to you, like in mm-hmm. your gut, and it's a little out of your comfort zone, but it you know it's for sure going to save you time. Sure. The end of our lives, and that's all you want back is more time. Exactly. Or if you think about what's your time worth when you have this company that's making you maybe $1,000 an hour, whatever it is, you're going to look back and be like, oh, well, all I had to do was spend $1,000 in coaching 
to get me a thousand dollars an hour within, you know, whatever your time frame is. But yeah, it's it's so important. Okay. So speaking of that, what all do you have going on in your world? Just so you guys know, we are recording this in early March, but Jacqueline has a lot of cool things opening up in, in March and April. So tell us, what do you have going on in the Lucky yes. Girl world? So the biggest thing about a week from when you're hearing this, we are opening the doors officially to the Lucky Enterprise Mastermind. So through all of my experience, I'm now going to share that with a handful. This is a very, I don't want to say elite because it's not out of reach, but it's a select group and you can apply to be in this group. I want to coach you through monetizing hobbies if you've just started a business and you want to basically collapse time. Like, let me help you. I can tell you everything that I've done wrong and maybe a couple things that I've done right to get me to where I am and to monetize. But we're going to be doing a bi-monthly or bi-weekly, however you want to say that. I know you can say it either way. Two Zoom calls a month where we're going to be diving into your business, doing some hot seat calls, which I know you just explained on one of your podcast episodes, uh, if you don't know what that is. And then Voxer coaching. So you get to work one-on-one with me. If you've looked into Allison's coaching opportunity. Mine is probably just a step before that. If you're ready for Allison's, get after it. You need it. (laughs) But if you're not there yet, you might check mine out. But that's coming up. I'm opening the doors to what we're calling the uh, Lucky Girl Mastermind, which is just if you're not in business and you just want to get into that lucky headspace, feel the positivity every day and just have lucky things happen to you in life like it does to me and Allison, that might be for you. It's kind of a cool group of people that want to be in that same headspace. So that's coming up. And I've got a ton of really awesome interviews happening. So you have already like just the first few episodes. They've been so cool. I've been listening. I love really nothing more than sitting down with other business owners and A, hearing how they got to where they are because everybody's story is so wildly different and cool. And some people come from a situation where they've got money and they just started XYZ. And some people come maybe like me where, you know, you just starting out bootstrapping it and getting after it. And that's really cool to hear too. And it's really encouraging. And then also going forward, being able to help those people. I love to dive in and tweak little things and help with marketing and help people think differently about it. So the interviews are really fun for that. We have a lot of conversations afterward where I'm like, ooh, I can't wait for like the one-year checkup or the six-month checkup on that person in their business, how they implemented those things that we talked about because it's a lot of fun. Dude, people's lives are so fascinating. There was so long the past several years that I haven't really read for pleasure. I've mm. just been reading like personal growth books and having my quiet time and all that. Sure. It's fine. I sort of needed that mindset-wise, but now mm-hmm. I'm like, Ooh, I need to be like in my feminine a little bit more, just reading for pleasure, for fun, whatever. Yeah. Can't quite do like murder mysteries yet. Like right before bed, like my my mind just starts going. And <laughs> okay, you told me something that had to do with my human design because I cannot watch like you on Netflix oh, yeah. or whatever, that show. I couldn't sit there and watch somebody like commit a crime. No. <laughs> and you told me with my human design, you were like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like you really got to protect your... Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm the same as you in, in that regard. But I just finished Jennifer Gray's autobiography, okay. Baby of Dirty Dancing, you know? Oh, yeah. And you always think about that was like her one thing. I mean, she was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off and like Red Dawn and something else, but right. that was like her one thing. And then she went away for a long time. No, she had like crazy, crazy things happen in her life. Like lots of really cool things too. She was engaged to Johnny Depp, Matthew Broderick. Like she dated all these crazy people. There's all these interesting stories. It's a very fascinating read, but I was just making the point that like really diving into people's lives and backgrounds and like what got them to where they are now is so fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. Me too. We do this for a living, which is so cool. It's funny. I was really bad at history. I took like AP American history, maybe thinking this is it for me. Apparently I was a horrible test taker. I just love to sit and listen, but I guess I couldn't retain the dates and whatnot. (laughs) I just find it so interesting. Look, there are so many people out there that have done insane, amazing things that came from not so amazing situations. You know, I've been very lucky. I've lived an amazing life with parents who have taught me amazing things, but not everybody started out that way. And they did really cool stuff. So I don't know. I just think if you're stuck or you think I've got this great idea or I want to do X, Y, Z, you can, you totally can. You just got to keep after it because all these other people did too. Why not you? I feel like Jacqueline, you are almost like a business and creativity doula. You're like, you like help people walk through the process of birthing something into the world. That just like put butterflies in my stomach. That's amazing. That'll be my new name. Okay, I'm going to add doula to my list of credentials. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited. Tell us where can people best find you? I'm going to put all your info in the show notes, but where would you like people to connect with you first? Absolutely. So Instagram, my shared life on Instagram is at Jacqueline Ivancic that I'm sure Allison will put in the show notes because good luck spelling any of that. And then the Lucky Girl podcast is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts and the luckygirlpodcast.com is where you can listen if you don't have either of those applications for podcasts. And also where I house all of my courses and masterminds that we'll be starting. So DM me if you have questions or want to chat. I obviously love chatting. You can't stop me. So (laughs) thank you so much. This has been so fun. And we'll have to have you back on when you're celebrating a hundred episodes because it's going to be very, I love it. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at woo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. 
I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.